Welcome into the Section 109 podcast. This is probably one of the, definitely going to be one of my favorite places to ever have a podcast, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Um, and I'm with one co-host, actually my colleague, uh, Senor Matthew. How are you, sir? Well, that's that's a little excessive. You don't have to call me a colleague, man. I think I'm doing it. Only you, though. Oh, wow. Okay. I feel like you're more of a colleague, and Breezy and Smitty are just kind of like my side pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till they listen to this now. Yeah, me too. Because they're going to love that. Well, what are we doing today, Matt? So we've got Crew Brock with us in in the room where it all. Well, I guess one of the rooms where it's all happened at the uh, at the old CFC offices. Yeah, I think uh, we are maybe not in the room that CFC was birthed in, but definitely the building. If I'm correct, right? Very close. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Welcome. To, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. This is really fun. It's really fun. Awesome. And we've been uh, we've been wanting to have you on here for a long time. Just jumping straight into talking about the foundation and other things we do want to bring on jonathan i think we plan on bringing caitlin on as well jose right. and julian we really want to get the foundation going and with uh, or sorry not going but get them on the podcast and um you know with my history with the foundation as well i've been able to reach out to some of them they're all they're all really excited to come on too so we're looking forward to also getting more information about oga csm highland park commons and the lot I so, like it. It's but, great. But Matt, we're here to talk with, with crew about something specific today. What is that? Yeah. So uh, if you're if you've paid attention to some of the news uh, coming out uh, from the foundation recently, uh, you'll have heard that the CFC Foundation was uh, awarded an RFP mm-hmm. on Montague Park, which is quite interesting. And and obviously we we've, we've brought you on to talk about it a little bit. From a personal note, though. I remember, uh, I remember you know years ago when when CFC was was still talking about going pro, how that was going to look. Sorry, we're in Southside. There's the sirens. There's your <laughs> there, there's your proof. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, uh, talking about going pro, how that was going to look, like you know what what the stadium situation be. There were there were all these things going on at once, and and I looked at Montague Park and I was like, well, that'd be a cool place for a soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not what that that's not what's happening right now. So, right. crew, uh, take us take us back, kind kind of uh, maybe to the beginning of of the Montague Park story, uh, and, and how it came to be uh, that that we we submitted an RFP, won that RFP, and then it was recommended by the Planning Commission. That's great. Well, it's it's interesting for anybody that's my age and older. Uh, they will have memories of actually having softball matches on Montague Park. So have y'all, have y'all ever heard of that, that there used to be softball? It's always been there? a sculpture field and a place for rugby for me. That's what I thought. Yeah, so back in the 70s, they had softball there. And, you know, the field was actually given by Mrs. Montague over 100 years ago. And I'm pretty sure it's Chattanooga's first public park. So it was given as wow. that. And that's, you know, that's, that's where, you know, the, obviously the Montague family has carried that legacy on. Yeah, this absolutely. Great chatting family. So for me, you know, I've grown up, they've all been mentors to me. And so the, the, even the space, the name, the history, the legacy, all that has mattered. And then, you know, the two mayors ago, Ron Littlefield created the park. It was sat fallow for many years. Just empty or did somebody yeah. have something on it or? Well, I think if you'll ask people again, my age, some of the softball games that it, it turned into, there was a bad season where it was actually a landfill and I don't think that was ever the intent, but that's what happened. Gotcha. And, and um, so I think some of the softball people would slide into something and it got a little less safe. Huh. And so then it sat, sat fellow for a long that time. That sounds, sounds like 
70s Chattanooga. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You got it. So that was that was the reality. So began to animate it and basically turned the field into cool. a, it was nothing. And so get awarded, you know, the sculpture fields, the idea to turn it into a place that would be, you know, kind of this I mean, we have this deep art culture here. Yeah, of course. Yes. For a city our size, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And Mr. Henry and, and a lot of people rallied around that. And he had set up actually his shop on the other side of the field, that brick building. And and then the rugby association, Chattanooga Rugby, was awarded the other thirteen acres. So I think it's about a forty acre park. Awesome. Twenty six thirteen. So Sculpture Fields has been doing that. They've they've done an amazing job and it's been really fun to see their evolution. And then the the city went did an RFP again for the, the thirteen acres that we we're just talking about. And Chattanooga F C Foundation thought that would be an ideal place to see um, what, you know, the kind of spirit of what we're trying to do, make, you know, use soccer to make Chattanooga a better place. The big words we always use are whole, healthy, right, and beautiful. Those are kind of our big anchor words. So that's the foundation is we always think is this going to make Chattanooga more whole, not a W-H-O-L-E, you know, like a more yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> integrated, healthy, right. It gets into that justice issues and then beautiful. You know, it's the beautiful game. So, but again, you know, we're, mm. we're, we're intention there is to create a, a space you know, our hope is to all along is to have we, you know, it seems like this beautiful park where you can you can play you can walk down and see these amazing sculptures you can be inspired on the field or, or with the art Good, great place to fly a kite great place to fly a kite done it a couple times all right so <laughs> yeah. now when was when when did the city put out the rfp this also is, what is an rfp <laughs> uh, matt you asking that or me you can take it it's a request for proposal so they're gotcha. basically saying if you have an idea here and again the city has a pretty strict way of doing that i mean that's when that's municipalities you don't just you know pitch an idea so there's a real clear format you have to do all this stuff um so we worked hard put it put together a great rfp again uh shout out to lots of people uh paul rustin you know is always so good on the design so he made it look really good but we have you know thomas and sheldon every, everybody chipped in and made it um a really the best proposal we could have done and so the foundation basically felt like it was part of our mission, you know, that we could extend it to that space on, you know, bigger fields. And that was 2019 mm -hmm. and went through the whole process, got to the very end and the city was about to announce its recipient. And then the COVID, COVID the, <laughs> the Rona. Yep. And, and so everything went on pause. And basically the, the way, again, the, the way the process worked is it expired. And so we had to resubmit a whole nother RFP in 2020. Okay. And went through the same process. It was open again, open to anybody. And we, we were awarded that in December. And we've been working hard to finalize. You know, again, there's still, this is a, it's a big, you know, it's a big process. Anytime the cities decide what happens to 13 acres. Yeah, sure. So we're still not finalized, but we're in the final processes. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And working with the city to, mm -hmm. to make sure that the final the final plans meet what they're yes what they're all looking for what we said and what they want so what are what are some of the big uh the big ticket items of of the proposal well before i even get into that i would argue just i mean maybe i'll talk about this stuff a lot but i i, I think that play does something to us as human beings that's very basic you know it, and it allows us to bypass certain judgment centers that it, almost nothing else can do. Food is pretty close when you yeah. eat a meal with somebody. True. 
it, it does an amazing thing to the memory. But there's something about play when you're like, I don't, I, I like playing with that person. You yeah. Know? And it, it really does a powerful connector that, I, again, I just don't know what else can do that. So we love the idea of creating places where people can play together. And I think, you know, the, the idea of, you know, Montague is in a place where diversity inclusion is, it's right there. I mean, it is, it's yeah. this epicenter of so many neighborhoods. It really is. And it's actually not far from the freeway. So if you need to come into town, come on. And so, you know, the hope is to create a place where, the, you know, it's my, my dream is always that when people play together, relationships get built over time. And it's just, it's just a powerful integrator for our city. I mean, relationships are the sauce, right? So when you yeah. build relationships with people, you know, it just goes and goes and goes. You know, Matt and I are both obvious fans of Chattanooga Football Club. Um, at this point, if you don't know, uh, welcome to the podcast for your first time ever listening. <laughs> but I think Matt and I really became friends for our first time at Highland Park Commons. And I think mm-hmm. for as an adult, Highland Park Commons has produced around 25% of my friends in Chattanooga. That's very encouraging. And I like a lot of people. Very uh, encouraging. Fit 50% of the reason I li- still live here. It's very encouraging. So it, it also helped me with you guys in, in forming a career and staying in the city. But even without that, I would have met so many friends there. It's such a cool place. That's great. What's the diversity numbers? You mentioned diversity about people coming to Montague. How, what, there's a bunch of different ethnicities that play in Highland Park Commons and everybody's friends. You have Haitians, you know, a multitude of Hispanic people. and Bosnians. Bosnians. Oh, I love Mo and his uh, father-in-law. They are so cool. So I'm going to say this slowly because... Very few people believe me, but we've done this over and over. In a normal period of about a month or two, 26 different countries or nationalities are, are gathered there at Highland Park Commons playing. Yep. 26. Wow. So, I mean, it's for people in Chattanooga, uh, even if you want to come sit on the bench and watch yeah. and then just go meet people, it's just amazing the amount of diversity. That's pretty, you know, for a city our size, that's that's pretty fun. Now, it doesn't mean there's thousands and thousands of people from Ecuador, but we have people from Ecuador playing there. Paraguay, Cuba. Costa Rica, El Salvador, Jamaica, Guatemala. Bosnia. Have, uh, Haitian. Kenya. And then, yeah. Sudan. Nigeria. Yep. I mean, do you, South Do you Africa. know, and this is... So, now, so that's the diversity level, sorry. I, so I just want to make sure I... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of go on a riff there. Do you know how roughly how close most of those people that, that use Highland Park Commons, like how, how close, like what kind of radius they live in? It's pretty tight. You know, five miles okay, to 10, you know, be the max. So, I mean, like my, my kind of dream uh, being not someone in a position that actually can make these dreams happen. But like my, <laughs> my kind of dream is, is a, you know, a Highland Park Commons in almost every neighborhood mm. in this city. Mm. Uh, because I, I dream. I mean, like, because because what Highland Park Commons is in that neighborhood is one of the coolest things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from a, I mean, you said it's a, it's kind of kind of a gathering place for people to come together of, of all walks of life. Uh, and so my, I guess my, there's there's no question there. It's just a general point of like I want to see that everywhere. Yes, that's good. Uh, in in every part of the city. Yep. And I will say this: I think you know, diversity is it's also socioeconomic. Is, is one of the toughest things to be diverse on. Yeah. And again, that's one of the things about the beautiful game is, is on so many levels, it's, it's, you know, it's kick this round object in toward, I mean, you can pick your goal, you can pick your ball, you know, yep. it's, but it's, it's, it's very simple. Um, but the thing my, my wife has always said is, is she's a dancer at heart. So she said it's, it doesn't stop the, the depth of creativity 
that it affords a person in your neural net. You know, when you when you just free space, you're moving all over the place, having to create. You know, it's it's pretty powerful. It really it's, is. And so it does. You know, I think it's 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 it has a great access to it as well. So I will, I'm really I, and I'll say too, I played with uh, now being thirty. Um, old men playing playing in multiple age groups and leagues i also have noticed that sometimes um i'm gonna butcher his name but do you know joe de degatano De yes okay i almost said De. yeah he, um he puts together a, a group on facebook of people who go and play and i've played with him at highland park on sundays playing 8v8 or 11v11 whoever shows up and it is a very big integration of ages as mm. well wow which i think is something that's also cool if you're tying a couple of generations together through sport. Quick tangent on that. Do uh, it. One of my favorite uh, aspirations would be if we can have um, soccer for over 75-year-olds where it's walking soccer. Oh, my gosh. And so you don't run, and it's not full contact, but but you just move. And I think that would be really fun. So that's, we're, that's, that's an idea we're chewing on a little bit. I nice. love that because like, like running for 90 minutes. Yes. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> running after a ball for 90 minutes? I'm there. I I'll really, do that. Jay, I really thought you were gesturing at me there uh, for the over 75 part. Oh, no. I could have been gesturing at you for running for over 90 minutes, though. You not, are. not anymore. <laughs> that's very true. We won't go down that. And one um, thing just about Montague and Holly Park Commons, I mean, Montague is, is in some ways just a few miles down the road, is you know, our immigrant population and refugee population, it's so important for us as a city to be hospitable, yeah. figure out how to assimilate, to figure out how to build connectivity. Yeah. Um, so again, having field space where people can come where it's not too far away yeah. uh, for everybody is really important. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about, about the field space or, or, or what kind of the proposal that, that yes. we're, that we've been working on for Montague Park. Yes. What, what does, what do you guys envision it looking like in terms of, in terms of like, just, I'm not going to say amenities in terms of, you know, that sounds like a fancy word at apartment complexes, but the hmm. kind of amenities of what, of what the park's going to entail for us. Well, again, the park itself, much like Holland park, will have kind of an epicenter. And then you, it's always fun for people to come and play and say, well, what can happen around it? You know? And so that's, that will happen inevitably. So, you know, my, my, there's food and, and things like that, you know, probably will not be on site. But my, my hope is that those will spring up somewhere around there where people can come have a meal after and, and gather. Uh, but on the, in the actual space, you know, our intention is to maximize field. So we have to have three full fields. And you know, right now we're trying to, to figure out that balance between synthetic turf and mm -hmm. grass. I think, just to be honest, you know, Chattanooga, with our rain, we just need some synthetic. And yeah. I know... I'm, which just opens up opportunities. Right? I'd love to be a purist, but it just helps. <laughs> it loves. It just. It just reality. Would you, you be the one out there with the scissors? You know, yes. getting it perfectly <laughs> level all the way. No, so, I, I, so, I get that because you know Finley is a spot where the the academy can take and train, and simply because they literally like they need space because if it rains, you can still train in the rain if you have that synthetic. Correct. So so, so that's the goal is to have three, two or three synthetic fields three fields right now the rugby space is is uh, natural grass yeah so i get that and then you know we hope to have obviously you need to use the restroom from time to time hope to have some concession general concessions nice and then you know there's a thought of maybe having a space where we could do some inside you know play or some inside um you know training Interesting. Yes. Okay. So that's, no, that's okay. On the, hold that's on. on the later phases that's that's <laughs> promising and awesome sounding so, so, and again these are if if I could put this in is a, coming out, when could, is, we're finalized or at least yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> when, you know, um, uh, yeah, 
if I could put it in a, like a really, really advanced request. Okay. Glass walls for indoor soccer. I saw it one time in uh, Costa Rica, and it was the coolest place. That, the walls were glass. clear. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Essentially. Yeah. And it was wrapped all the way around. Like hockey, you know, okay. but the boards didn't exist. It was just glass all the way hmm. around. It was really cool. That's, uh, that's way, that's not going to happen. I don't expect anything. I just wanted to, to mention. <laughs> yeah. When you when you said uh, stuff about like, like like places for people to gather outside the, the park, you're meaning, you're meaning that, you know, hopefully this park spurs further investment correct in some of the areas correct uh okay correct that's i mean, I mean that's very very cool uh, and it you know, for, for me uh i mean that's an area that that needs that needs some investment needs some love absolutely i, I work right off east main uh, just across the railroad tracks behind it is where our studio is and yeah it you know i think the people in that area deserve something that is cool to go do and so, so another outlet mm-hmm. there's too much I feel like of sitting on your hands in that area because there isn't really too much of a whole ton that you can go do, you know, right in your neighborhood for kids and stuff. Yep. So even if, you know, Highland Park exists, but, you know, only so many people can play on two fields. Yep. Yeah. And so my, my dream would be, you know, obviously we need parking. So we'll have a place for people to come and park and food trucks dr- and parking too. My dream would be that we have some connectivity with sculpture fields where, you know, you can uh, maybe even have some sculptures down there as well, you know, that, you know, that might even evoke some of the values that we're hoping for, you know, who knows? Yeah, sure. Inspire somebody to want to have one down there. That's cool. I love that. Uh, I, I think I read in, in one of the newspaper articles, there was uh, a piece about sand volleyball too. And, and some other things you, are these, I, I guess I'm, I'm just curious of like what else is kind of in the potentially in the cards. Yeah. That our that our, you guys are our initial about. focus is going to be on the just rectangular fields. Yeah. So uh, let's just stick to that for now. And, um, and then we'll see how, that goes and and then kind of you know phase forward from there okay so you're but again you, a place where people can play right well you, like ultimate yes I mean, just, you know, okay we, okay I, I mean we we multi-purpose yes because yes. you mentioned rugby earlier so right. that sparked in my mind like okay or is that space going to be occupied and now turn in possibly to another field that isn't that exact same one and then maybe you'll have lines for multiple sports on some of them you know yeah, or? i'm not a huge fan of of really complicated lined me fields. neither uh, I, I hope we have pretty pure spaces but that nice or nice rectangular fields that that can create all kinds of activity i mean you know it, it's ultimate's one of those beautiful games such a fun sport such a fun sport yeah i just Ugly. got i just learned how to flick it um so <laughs> i've been setting my neighbors down the road and my, my age, friends yeah you the flicking it hurts a little more really <laughs> um that's cool. Have you, have you guys been in uh, discussions with them? Like you've obviously probably talked to the rugby people, right? We're, we're, we work with them a lot. Awesome. I mean, just again, just for shout out to the rugby um, association, they put in a lot of work on that field that's there. Yeah. And vo- I mean, a lot of volunteer hours, a lot of gifts. And so I want to give them a lot of credit for making a, an, ama- an amazing field. It is a great field. It's yeah. awesome. And you know, I know several of the people that did, did a ton of work there. So I never want to take anything other than gratitude away from that. But, um, so, so yeah, we'll, you'll keep working with them. And, and again, I think the the multiple fields will allow even the rugby association to have more gatherings than they can currently have. Yeah. You know, just two or three fields allows you to do a lot. So the, the article mentions, uh, or there's a financial component to this that, I mean, it's not like the city's going to be paying for all these, all, all these updates and these renovations to the park space. Like this is, this is private gifts. Correct. Uh, for for anyone that's listening, that that wants to be a part of what the foundation is doing, the music's about to get 
nice and <laughs> lights are going to go down. Is there like, is there, is, is there a place that, uh, are you guys going to be raising the money uh, over, over time or like how do, how do people participate if they want to? Uh, how does, how does like kind of the financial component work? That's great. That's a great question. So we are, you know, once we get our lease finalized, which we're in the you know, latter days of that, um, is, it is going to be the Chattanooga FC Foundation that will have to go out and raise the money that will allow us to do these things. Okay. So we don't have that today. And, you know, we have, we've had several conversations with people who are really interested in it. But if anyone at any level is interested, you know, we have that, you have the ability to give however you want to give. You know, we have a donate button on the site and nice. talk, call, call me. But, you know, the, it's, it's, a, it's a gift to the Chattanooga FC Foundation. And if they want to go specific to Montague, designate it to that. And we would make sure it stays right there. And it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be, uh, this is a big deal. It's a big project. So, you know, obviously $20 is great. And if anybody wants to be a much bigger spot in, in individuals, corporations, anybody that wants to, to communicate about it or, or participate with us would be great. I do think, you know, we're going to ask the U S soccer foundation. They, they're very good. They've been, they've, they've been giving out, giving out a lot of grants. Well, and they, and they're really good at lighting. Like what they're, what they're mm. great at is lighting. And so I, I hope to have a well-lit field that's not pollutive, meaning it's not uh, sending light too far around, but yeah. it's, it just helps the fields be lit. And cool. I think that would be that would be a huge asset if we get them to do that. Obviously, we live right near Dalton, so turf is, um, you know, hopefully we'll have a great relationship there. And yeah. I think that's in, in the works as well. Okay, interesting. That's so cool. And again, it's already set up pretty well. I mean, it's, it's not going to be a ton of moving of earth yeah you're not we're not this is not taking a concept out of a really random place it's it make it will make sense it's intuitive to the space yeah um speaking from a foundation's point um foundation's point foundation point specifically <laughs> english is hard for me sometimes um oga and csm are two um external programs if you will meaning they're not like things that happen directly inside of one building they happen in neighborhoods all over the city and then they're all based in you know practices and things in Highland Park where they have games, CSM specifically, <clears throat> and then OGA in the schools in the area. How like just as for like to um, tickle my fancy, how do you see OGA and CSM benefiting from having Montague, not just Highland Park, to have different things happen? Great question. So you know Operation Get Active for anyone who doesn't know. Shout out Pete Wilcock. Pete <laughs> uh, Wilcock. Um, <laughs> so Operation Get Active is an, is a great. Uh, health initiative in our local and regional. Now you're going to start expanding into Bradley County and yep. other counties. Um, in fourth and fifth grade specifically, mm-hmm. we've got a couple things in middle school. You know, after school program. And for schools that do not have any programming, it has been a excellent way to get kids active. Yep. And I love it. So since their focus is pretty central to schools, mm-hmm. OGA will would be probably you know it would be a it's an accoutrement to them i mean they would be able to use it for maybe training um if they have a tournament that they wanted to have you know it's a great space again centrally located where they could have a tournament yeah right day to day they're going to stay in the schools that's where they really need to be yeah Uh, csm probably will have a lot more capacity to use it um, because they're neighborhood centric and so they are by the way love the house I got to go check it out. That's really cool. Home base. Yeah. yeah. If for, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, there is a house directly next to the concessions and bathrooms in Highland Park that CSM has 
acquired. Is it the foundation or just CSM? The foundation. So the foundation has acquired, and now they're working out of it as an office. Mm-hmm. I went over there and played foosball with Mario and some of the other people the other day. It's really, it's, again, it's, that, uh, it's the reality of when you create a space that comes an anchor, it just, it's like I mean, a magnet. Dude, it's right. The backyard is the field. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. that is yes. like, that, I mean, I remember, and the, the work they've been doing on it is super cool. Super so, grateful. Sorry to, to sidetrack, yep. but yeah, I see, um, you know, more fields, more chances for kids to play, I'm mm-hmm. guessing, is what you're getting at with CSM. That's what I'm getting at. Yep. And, I, and again, uh, the fields are closer to some of our neighborhoods like East Lake, Clifton Hills, Alton Park. Yeah. Uh, so, the, again, it's, it's just that much easier. I mean, the, the things I dream about are, you know, trail connectivity, you know, so if you don't have a... Uh, if you create a path, it communicates. We want connectivity. Yeah, yeah. sure. If you don't have a path, it communicates the wrong thing. So it's I'd wall. love to have, uh, you know, they have to get that freeway to deal with. But there are ways to pass under that in a safe way yep. that will allow neighborhood connectivity. There's like four or five coming out, of, out of Clifton Hills and East Lake going under. I'm pretty sure. Yes. So it's, and if it spills right on East 23rd, very close to Howard. Yep. That too. Which is super exciting. Any kind of relationship that you could see forming there? or Oh, I mean, Howard's one of my favorite schools, it, and it's right there, and it's, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd love to, we have great partnerships with Howard already, yeah. and, and hope that continues to grow. It's awesome. They, uh, I really like their fields. I, I drive in, I used to come from North Shore in on to MLK and go downtown. Right. Now I go around and get on 24 and hop off at Rossville, so I pass right by their fields in the mornings. I got to go check out one of their games. Cause it's a bunch of former HBC kids out there. Some so there's two former OGA players on their high school team. Very competitive wow. team. Very competitive. Yeah, I think their season's just about uh, near its end too. So it's maybe a good opportunity to go do it. Dude, Section One Nine podcast. We should go on the on the road. On the road, <laughs> do one from the stands of a Howard game. No, I would love to go to go watch them play though. That'd be really because I had kids at. Um, East Lake Academy because you mentioned OGA being in uh, middle schools I kind of like headed that up when right before I left here um, so the some of those kids I had at Clifton Hills then I had them at East Lake Academy and now I see them playing in high school and that is a really that's one that's probably my favorite part about having a pass with OGA that's great being able to see those kids and the other day we played in a league and there's this, there's this team, or not the other day, I guess it was a couple months ago, we played in, in a league where there's a team of 16-year-olds, hmm. two OGA kids that I had at Clifton Hills were on the team. Isn't that great? It's really exciting to watch. It's crazy. Chat Prep, CGLA are right there. Chatter School of Excellence is right there. I mean, there's there's a lot of schools around there that I think you know are building really good programs overall, but soccer also is a big part Speaking of, of uh, Chat Prep and CGLA, I saw that they were doing those fields, right, in the Highland Park area. I saw them tearing that up, but I haven't driven past in a while, so I don't you know. You will not believe it. Blue Cross Blue Shield built a blue zone, blue field, blue zones, their initiative there. It's a, it is a healthy space that is really, everybody should go by it. It's it's uh it's the old Tennessee Temple soccer field. Oh right. yeah, Rebirth. okay. But so they, it's it's going to be it, it has court like outside basketball courts, jungle gyms, sweet track a track around it. That's awesome. Track. That's Man, awesome. Really well done. Great because I was seeing that being torn up as I was riding by to go play soccer, and I was wondering. That's awesome. Yeah. So many cool people that do so many awesome things for the community in Chattanooga, and I think that's one thing that as a podcast we must highlight mm-hmm. because that's not the story that's always told. I mean, you hear about it. But yep. hearing, you know, that Blue Cross Blue Shield did that and hearing about Montague and all the other things that go on within the city, specifically CSM, OGA, and the foundation, too, for, for us, you know, as a podcast, we kind of uh, yeah. center, center, lola, gosh, centralize around CFC. So stay tuned for uh, for when we can get some some of those other folks back on to uh, 
to really dive deeper on, on more specific Absolutely. subjects. And you know what, if you want to know a little bit about crew too, you can go to episode six. We had Sheldon and Thomas on. So they oh, talked okay. about the birth of the club kind of. That's fine. I'd say it's probably, it doesn't sound as good as it does now, our podcast, because we've gotten a little bit better. <laughs> but um, it's still a really cool episode to check out. I think everybody should, because they talk about, you know, how the club was formed and, you know, uh, you and Paul and everybody. So Now, it sounds like, uh, if I'm if I'm AJ, it it Go sounds ahead. like you know this is I mean this is a big project you know a lot of money is going to be required. Is, is this kind of the main focus for for the the foundation in terms of kind of big big projects for now to like get this one done, get it opened up and, and rolling, and then you know maybe turn turn your attention to what else you know where where else and what else can we do you know what, what's next? Correct for the f- foreseeable future. This will be something we really do need to focus on okay. to get it done right. And well, I'm very encouraged with the work that, you know, OGA CSM and HPC are doing those, those need to stay on track. And I think Jonathan, Caitlin and Peter and their whole teams are doing a fin- phenomenal job. This is not going to distract from them, but I do think they'll be able to really help get it set up on a great the word foundation is such a great word and i think we forget about it <laughs> uh-huh. but a foundation is what you build stuff on right yeah so if if we're going to be successful the foundation really has to be the foundation you know, yeah it has to well, be what we build stuff on wholesome we always have wholesome it. wholesome content that is, that is this wholesome is a content. this is a whole this is an entire con- content wholesome podcast right now so uh for the for the just the few minutes that we have remaining let's let's uh we could do this all day. Isn't that fun? I mean, we, I, <laughs> I mean this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we have questions that we won't ask you on the podcast. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I want to. No bad questions. <laughs> I, I want to uh, because you because you are on the podcast. There's some questions that we ask everybody. Some pretty important ones. Uh, okay. Maybe yeah. the most important we've done today. Bring Jay, it. bring it. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Come on, crew. Free. It's a free space. It's free space. Yeah. No, Dang it. Does not belong on a pizza. Dang it. Sorry, guys. Crew counts are like two votes too, Boom. so that's that's tough. Uh, okay, I don't mind the ham. I am pulling away, and I do appreciate some prosciutto with a melon, but on a pizza, just I don't. Get and it. I, thank I, you. I like thank prosci- you. prosciutto like, with melon obvious. is really good. This is obvious. Um, what about jean jackets? Are you jean jacket guy? Wow, going back to the eighties. Well, yeah, you're, unless you're Cam Woodfin and Kyle Carr, I have seen. Are they are they bringing them back? They're oh, they're, they're, they're trying they're, to bring them back. They're killing it. I think they're doing it well. I think. You know, jean jackets have their place, but they ebb and flow. Would you ever double denim? Meaning Canadian Canadian tuxedo? Uh, wow. That's, I would do that uh, <laughs> as, a, as an intentional fashion decision or being, am I uh, trying to rock it? I would do it if I was just trying to rock it a little bit, but as an intentional fashion decision, probably not. <laughs> Okay, and then just this be honest, is, just be honest. And again, anybody knows me, my fashion is waning really bad. So. <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Seeing you now, I, be, I feel like this is the first time I've seen you since I saw you during uh, like quarantine. Hmm. And for anybody who did not see Crew, Crew looked uh, like a somebody lost a, on an island. A little different. <laughs> yes. It's, it I was, had fun a, with it the was hair. impressive. I let the hair go. I didn't recognize you, and you said something, you took your mask off, and it still took me a second. I was like, who is this guy? I just just to be candid, I was at the very end of that. I was offered three or four times in one week uh, support, just because they looked like I needed it, and <laughs> and uh, so unbelievable compassion and gratitude from Chad Niggins. That's amazing. That's when I realized <laughs> I need to I need to shave. <laughs> I need to shave. Oh That's man, fantastic. that is so funny. Uh, and so in the last year, what is the best purchase you've made under a hundred dollars? 
So these are all questions you ask everybody, huh? Yeah, pretty much. And we're not going to do all of them, but most of them, yeah. This is a funny... Uh, so is, is gambling an option? I will accept I think so. that because yeah. now I'm, I'm curious where it's going. Well, this is funny. I, I had never, I've never gambled in my entire life. My uh, cousin married Peyton Manning, so I've always been a big Peyton Manning fan. And because of that, not a big uh, Tom Brady fan. Mm-hmm. This year during the Super Bowl, uh, I was with a group of guys and somebody mentioned the game and, and that they were going to you know put some money on it. And I said, I want to put, I want to, it's good for me. I want to put $100 on Tom Brady. So this is, if it's got to be under 100, this doesn't count. No, no, that's good. I'll, that, that works. I'll, I'll accept this because it's never, interesting. I've never done this. I'm not, it, it did not create an addiction or anything. And, and so again, you have just your whole life, you kind of cheer for the other team sometimes. And, and I watched the Super Bowl and it completely changed my optics. And I wanted, all of a sudden I wanted Tom Brady to win. <laughs> it's amazing. And then he wins and I won $200. Isn't, isn't sports gambling wild? I, well, that was my one experience with it. And to be honest, I actually just gave a $100 bill to a friend and he did the, the, the management of that. So I don't know how that worked, but he did give me $200 back. So, nice. Perfect. So that's my, that's my best <laughs> use of $100. I also, right. I also I made $200 off the Super Bowl. I won, I, I guess, the coin flip Ooh. on a zero risk bet. You so, can bet on that as well. Yep. Everything. Crazy. It parlayed into more things that I eventually lost. But I, I, got I believe so. there's, a, uh, there's a CFC sponsor uh, called freebets.us that you can do a whole host of sports gambling things on if that's your uh, if that's your interest but just for the record from the foundation standpoint we're, we're we would discourage much <laughs> <laughs> the, the kids listening uh don't do know, that yeah don't do that <laughs> we'll put a we'll put some sort of rating on this thing <laughs> stop them from listening uh I, the last, but I did do it so i have to own it the last question there's I a have, there's another really important one i maybe you're gonna ask it but i'm probably not actually so go for it oh, okay yeah, two so more than so more. crew um i even we talked about meeting today, yesterday, and he does CrossFit. Uh, every, is it every day at noon? I do it for lunch. Do you listen to anything while you do CrossFit? Music or podcasts or anything? There, there's music being played. Okay. When you like, do you do you do any kind of working out outside of outside of your CrossFit time? Well, if anyone, if I ever go by where play is happening, I'm I'm always drawn like a magnet to that. So I, basketball and soccer are so fun just to step into for pickup. Yeah. But as far as just, you know, good overall mental health, CrossFit's been really good for me. And I do think it's something that we're going to keep integrating into the foundation. That's cool. Because I think the, the basic movements of it are so... Yo, th- this guy has to be on the podcast. He doesn't even know what he just walked into. Tony in the house. We're, we're uh, this is my man Tony here. We're, we're talking about the foundation stuff, so. Um. So my, okay, so my last question for you. After a win at a CFC game, uh, Can I say one last thing? I don't know if we have enough time. I'll say it real yeah, fast. Yeah, go for it. Doing CrossFit, I'd, I never made an athletic team in my entire life. Okay? So I, I grew up feeling very insecure about athletics. I uh, started CrossFit when I was 48. David Yan and Mike Alley asked me to come mm-hmm. join in. Most difficult decision in a long time walking in that space because I didn't know anything. felt so awkward. And I just, I, I've been so, uh, it's been so fun to be a part of, you know, putting yourself in a tough situation and choosing yes through insecurities through tough you know just i don't know what i'm doing so i just i do want to encourage everybody to know even the stuff we do to the foundation sometimes puts kids in places where they have to make like can i do this just yes yep step in all right matt what's your questions here uh so after a win cfc game yes i have a rhythm uh what what is your rhythm after a game what's funny 
a lot of times I'll like to watch the game. This is pre-COVID. I would always go down to the, the steps where we were shooting on. Right. And on field level. And that felt like I could put pressure down on the field by standing on those steps. And so that's that's been my habit. But since COVID, I've been trying to be a good good guy and sit in my actual seat, yeah. which is a new we, experience for me. Yeah, we used to hang out on the sidelines. I know. And stuff. I, I, miss, know. <laughs> I miss roaming around down there, but I, but I completely understand. I have a media pass now, and I know there's places I can't go on the field and shoot. But um, After that last game. Nobody was allowed on the field. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Wowzers. Yeah, we got a whole nother podcast probably. Yeah, uh, we're going to discuss that. But, but my after the game rhythm. Yeah. is, Again, I've had so many iterations of this. We used to, you know, in the old days, we would clean up the stadium. Yeah. Yep. I'd get my yeah. trash can and we start cleaning up. Yep. Uh, we brought blowers and blow out everything. Then, you, then I love go down and see the players, tell them great job. Um, and then you know, it's just there's there's to me, I like to just sit there and take it in. It is it is such a special moment to see that many people there cheering for something and generally just to have that moment of gratitude like this is such a great such a great thing do you ever do you ever go somewhere afterwards for a for a beer you know i will uh cbc would be the place that i tend toward if there's ever a same do you uh do you have a do you have a favorite post-match win beer you know i am drawn to the the chestnut brown ale Good Same. Choice. We're high fiving because that's uh, yeah. that's my favorite. Okay, it's tough to beat. It's a really good beer. Yeah. It's such I a good mean, beer. You know, it's my favorite. They, nice. they, they're making a bunch of good ones now, but and again, uh, I think Chattanooga is a, is a city's getting to get some good beers. Yeah, for really sure, good, for sure. With like six or so really good brewers, really fun. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's all the questions I have. That's uh, all that I have too. I think this is a, a wrap for this podcast. Perfectly guys, on time. Thanks for having me on, dude. Thanks yeah, for thanks, thanks thank for letting for us here. come into. The former CFC office, now former foundation office. This oh. is the current foundation office. Great. Okay, cool. So their headquarters. CSM is out of over um, near Highland Park. Great. That is amazing. Well, anything else you want to add? Do we not touch on something? or? Well, it's fun to look at Snoopy here. Made that, epic, <laughs> that epic. Remember that chest trap? Shout out to Snoopy. Yeah, against, one touch. against, yeah. against Tigres. Tigres. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's incredible. One of, the, one of the best finishes we, yeah, we we just so if you we, have we've had some good ones. Zach's okay, goal. Okay, hold, you hear him? What you need Zach to do? Header. Do you know anything? Do you know anything about our uh, uh, top goal podcast? Tell me. No. Tell okay, me. Okay, I'll send you a link. So okay. on YouTube, there we have a video up. It's like two hours long, but we break down the greatest CFC goal in history, and oh. we have replays of all of them. Oh, this yeah. is good. How many hey. make the cut? Ten. Uh, we've nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Something okay. like 19. Snoopy's goal is uh no Snoopy's goal is the only one that didn't make it, it on didn't the. Make it. Yeah, it, sh- it totally should, Maybe it should have. be twenty. So so there are a lot yeah. of we'll there are, just there's some that one. there's some good goals over the years that just don't have great video. Yes, that's true. Uh, that's true. And and that's just a kind of a, a fact of an amateur team with Greg is Greg with is no video block at first. Of a PK and then shooting the game winner. Yeah, that that's man there. Anything you can remember? Do you remember Danny Whitehall's scorpion kick goal? I do. That I one's that on there as well. That was mind blowing. The one that changed my life forever. I know I'm rambling here is when we were playing Cosmos and Crispin Oching puts that goal that, in. That's on there. Looks over, and again, remember this is the insecure kid that never won anything. I've never scored a point for anybody. He looks over and he, he runs over and, and jumps. And hugs me. <laughs> the entire team. I had looked up and just opened my soul. It yep. was like this powerful moment. I was like, yes. You you, so you have to go watch this. All right, all right. Because that's yeah. in there. Is that in there too? That's okay. in yeah, there. Okay. That's right. The whole celebration's in there. It's it's amazing. Oh, fun. Okay. And then, you know, there was a great broadcast. So the whole stadium, we talked about 18,000. and <sighs> well, stuff. When it when it broke into a call response, that was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. I as a still fan. get chills. Yep. Yeah, bumps. I, I just did yeah, right then. There's too. there's people that don't understand the history that you do. 
Um, and, I would and, argue and Matt too. Yeah, Chattanooga got to look in the mirror as a city, which is very rare that you get to have that many people and say, look at us. Yeah. Dude, we're really growing up. It's yeah. good. It's awesome. I have that ultimate, do you know that Paul Red thing on Hot Ones? Where he's like, look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Do you know that? No, you don't. Oh, no. is that where that gift's from? That's what that gift's from. It's from Hot Ones. Cool. Okay. So. Cool. Learn something. I hope, I do hope we have another couple of moments like that in, yeah, our, in our lives. For sure. Full stadium. Everybody I'll tell you what, man, for. just just from my That's perspective, my I don't sit with the Chattanooga Hooligans. Um, I normally sit now on the north end at the very top right at midfield. My friends and I always buy those seats because okay. we love to just sit there not talk and analyze the game. Um, I want to see the Chattanooga Hooligan. How close are we to it, it being a full energy? Again, uh, I, I want to be respective of this, everybody's Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be, a, we're gonna be a ways away. A ways away, uh, okay. We're no, I don't very think, sensitive, but but my excitement level. Oh, I mean, like, goes up. I think I think there are a lot of us that, myself included, that really want to just you know rip the bandaid off and go all in. And but I that's not it. not yet, not really responsible yep. yet. Yep. So right, yeah, you got to play it right. We're gonna be we're but gonna it, be you know. But right. I will but say there is there is a day there the day will come. Yes, and and I'll say too, um, the first two games in the bubble, the stands like the Chattahooligans are specific to that pod. It, before it was actually done in pods, but in 109. And then you had a great group of it spilling out. Some mm-hmm. people didn't want to cheer, so they sat over there, but they still got loud. They just didn't come in with the chants and stuff. This last game against Michigan Stars, that section looked like it used to. It did. It did. And, and it, it's that's the best from across the stadium that I've heard um, y'all sound so far. Last wholesome word to encourage is to give courage. So in some ways, when the Chattahooligans gather like that and create the energy they do, it gives people courage. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not just, I mean, it's encouraging in a way. It gives us courage to do things that we need to do. So when, I love the, it. when that day comes. I love it. I can't right, wait. We gotta, okay, we're going to end this podcast now, but we're going to schedule our next one with crew because he has to come back on. That's fair. We have, other things, we have other things to talk about. We'll pair you with somebody and we'll, we'll talk about some cool stuff. Yeah. That'd be fun. So, well, cool. Matt, well, this is what we do normally on our sign-offs crew. Is, uh, Matt, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Whiskey is Fine, and you can find me on Instagram at I am Caniglio. Crew, where can people find you if they want to? You can also say nowhere. Um, here at the office. <laughs> probably the best place, or at my house, <laughs> or walking around the south side. Perfect. And me, I am on Instagram at Letter J, and I'm on Twitter as the Section 109 Pod. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to remember to like everything, subscribe to everything, even our YouTube channel, and rate us five stars and write an amazing review, specifically talking about Producer J. Y'all have a good one.